Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone, and today on the program, I'm joined by a fellow Trojan. We were briefly teammates in Minnesota for like what, five minutes. Yeah, uh, he's a ten-year, like he's a ten-year major league veteran. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jock Jones to the program. Jock, thanks for coming on. Booney, thanks for having me, buddy. All right, we're both SC guys, different yep. times. Yep. You played with Uncle Aaron here. I for did. What did you play? One year with him? I think. Yeah, I think Aaron was a junior when um, you were a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We all have our stories, and and uh, you know, I ended up going to SC, but it, I had a weird. I, that wasn't my first choice. They weren't even on my radar, Same and way. I ended up backdooring it last minute, uh, going there. I was going to U of A, and uh, I got there, and the, and they told me, "Well, Brett, we're going to give your scholarship to somebody else." I got pissed off. Yeah, Gillespie came in, and the next thing you know, I'm a Trojan. <laughs> it's and it's the best thing I did. Give me your story. I know you were a uh, you were a Dude. draft pick out of high school. <laughs> Okay, this was a this was the best story, right? So it, my whole SE career was was a story, a movie, right? But so I was a, a senior in high school. One of my coaches, uh, my volunteer coaches, was tied into SE. Don't ask me how, but he was tied into SE, right? So he kept telling those guys to come down to see me, come down to see me. So they came to see me. Uh, they wanted me as a pitcher slash. I played first base in high school, so they wanted me to be a pitcher slash whatever. In the summer, one of their guys signed. I ended up getting a full ride, which is unheard of at one at SC and two in college baseball, right? But in between time, I got recruited by San Diego State and SC. But I wanted to go like to Texas at the time or Pepperdine because one of my high school teammates got uh, recruited to Pepperdine, was going to go there, but he ended up signing with the Braves in the 10th round, right? Pepperdine, Texas, they wanted nothing to do with me. So, cool. Get to SC, have a good uh, uh, fall, winter, whatever you call it. Ended up being the starting left fielder. First series was against Pepperdine. First at bat, I'm hitting ninth. Bases loaded. Grand slam over the scoreboard in Pepperdine. (laughs) So, I wanted to just, like, give the whole thing around the bases, but I played it cool. But first hit. First at bat, grand slam, college baseball, welcome. And you were an All-American your freshman year. Freshman uh, All-American. Coach Gillespie. Yes. Awesome guy. He coached me, coached Aaron, coached you. Yes. Uh, he, he recently passed away. Yes. But but a big, you know, we, we talk about college baseball, and I, I had a son that went through it, and parents always talk about, oh, I want, you know, is this guy a good coach for my son? I said, you don't realize that, we as baseball players, we find our own way. We're not going to go no. to a great coach. No. I want to send my son to a great man that's going to teach him to be a man. And in the yes. meantime, he's going to he's going to he's going to work on his craft so much that he's going to find out what works for him and whether he can go to the next level, whether he can't. Coach Gillespie, for me, I, I had a unique uh, relationship with him. 
I, yeah. I was that guy and, and <laughs> I was that guy that just, you know, I, I, I didn't form to the rules and, and Gillespie would be the pony. Hey man, we got, we got to go to the gym. Yeah. And I said, Hey coach, and this is way before, you know, later in my career, I became a, a gym fanatic. Yeah. But in those days when I was 18 years old, you know, and I'm looking at my grandpa and, and, you know, his last year was 1960 and he was always harping on me. Hey, you got to stay loose. You can't get and lift those heavy weights. So that was my MO. And, and I would tell coach Gillespie, I said, listen, coach, I'm a baseball player. I don't go to the gym. And he, he kind of looked at me like, who is this guy? Oh, yeah. And he said, well, the rules are here, Brett. Uh, uh, I hate to inform you that you must go to the gym. Yep. So of course, what did I do? I didn't go. Yep. Come back and and uh, he he'd be like, all right, I got the list of everybody you know for the week and all yep. your to do list, and we got this Brett Boone guy. He didn't go to the gym. What's the problem? I said, hey, coach, I'm a baseball player and I don't go to the gym. I don't lift weights. He says, well, what you do is put your track shoes on and start running. Yeah. I'd run around. You know, I'd run. And he'd come out after a while, kind of felt bad for me. He goes, all right, that's enough. He goes, just go to the gym next time. The next time uh, I go to the gym this time, I talked to the guy, you know, the trainer that runs the program. And, and yeah. uh, he says, are you going to lift any weights? I said, no. He said, why are you here? I said, coach said I had to go to the gym. That was the rules. I didn't lift. Same thing. Next time, come back. Hey, uh, Brett, what are you doing? Not going, you, you didn't work out. I said, I went to the gym. Like you told me, he said, you know what you're supposed to do. Start running. I start running again. We did that about three times. And eventually he came out on the field. He looked at me running and he goes, you know what? And, and I won't say what he said, but he says, yeah. screw, screw it. Just play good. And yeah. that's got me up. But that was my relationship with Gillespie. It was a huge part of my life. Yep. My development from, from kid to young man. And uh, I thank him for it. You got a Gillespie story for me? Yeah, dude. Booney, I'm telling you, our, our career at SC was parallel, man. Because uh, So, again, as a freshman, uh, they wanted me to pitch and play the field, right? So if I'm supposed to be with the pitchers, I'm with the fielders. If I'm supposed to be with the fielders, I'm with the pitchers. So he's just screaming across the field, hey, Jones, get over here. Hey, Jones, get over there. Do this, do that, do this, right? So – by the middle of the season, and you know, coming from high school, nobody really yelled at us because we were really good. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, so I, I, this guy's screaming at me like every day. So, by the middle of the season, uh, I, I was hitting about 350, and of course, I was playing, and we were playing San Diego. San Diego State was coming up to play us at SC, who we never beat in the middle of the season because they smash us, right? So I'm like, listen, coach, I go up to his office and say, listen, man, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you expect from me. Like, I, I'm, I'm doing everything I can do to, to you know, get on the field, play. Uh, I'm going to class. I'm, I'm doing all the things that Booney didn't do, right? I'm not class, but going to the weight room and all that. So I said, man, I, I want to transfer, right? So he goes, now, he's got this look on his face, and, you know, he pushes his glasses up on his face, and he sits back. Snoopy. And he goes, yes. Yeah, so he goes, he goes, well, this is kind of surprising, right, to hear you say that. And he goes, well, I'm not going to stop you from transferring, but let me tell you this. If, if I didn't care for you or care about you, I wouldn't say anything to you. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't get on you. I wouldn't push you. I wouldn't, you know, spend my time on you. 
you know, to help you get better because I see something in you. He goes, but ultimately it's your choice. So uh, we ended up, I played the game, went home that day and thought about everything he said in our conversation and said, you know what? Like either man up or run away from the situation. So I, I manned up, of course, because I stayed there for three, but I like our relationship changed after that. And he didn't stop yelling at me because that's who he is, right? He didn't, he didn't stop pushing me. But I said, you know what? Like, if you run from this and you're going to run from something else, you're going to run from something else, like, meet it head on. And I just kind of embraced it. Like, whenever he did what he did, it was just like, whatever. And I'm the butt of the jokes and Jinx the butt of the jokes and Gabe and all. So I started seeing, like, he did it to everybody and not just me, right? So, like, he, he, that, that was when I became a man or started to become a man. And it was was just all because of him. And he followed me through my uh, college career, of course, and all the way through the pros, we were constantly in contact. Yeah, he was an, he was an awesome man. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned that the, the full scholarship, different ball game today uh, yeah. in the uh, in the college world. And, yeah. and recently I had an ex-teammate of mine, you know you played against him for years, Willie Bloomquist, who's the head yep. coach at Arizona yep. State. Yeah. And he was talking to me about it, you know, off camera, he was telling me, Booney, this is more, more than I bargained for. I think mm-hmm. Willie really loves it. And uh, like we had talked about how Gillespie was to us, his first and foremost, he says, all his energy is based on, I want to be, I want to be a positive impact on these kids' lives. Because yes. the majority of those guys that come through here, they're not going to the big leagues. They're not going to have careers. But I want to help them as men as much as I can. And I, and I was really glad to hear that because that's what it's all about. Yeah. What do you see different in the college game now? I mean, players are different. It's just like the big leagues. Players are different than we were. Uh, the younger generation is different. There's not full scholarships anymore. You can't even – you're not even allowed to give them. Um, no. Obviously, on the pro side with the draft, the dynamic is so different uh, from a from a money standpoint right. nowadays nowadays you're getting if you're a number one pick you're getting millions and millions of dollars right. back when i signed if you were a number one pick you had hundreds of thousands of dollars right so that dynamic changes you're not going to get yeah. a first rounder to go to college anymore what no. do you see in the college game now i i i think it it's kind of so i tell people about coach gillespie right he, i mean you can't say enough about him but Booney, and even back then, I mean, the scholarship situation is the same. It's the same number, 11.7, right? But, like, dude, he was just magical at the way he chopped those things up and the way he found players and the way he put them together and formed teams, and, and they went out and won 40 games a year, right? But but college baseball, man, is, is like, <clears throat> it's all about, to me, and it's college sports in general, It's and now with the NIL thing, it's all about where I can get the money from, Yep. Right, what the facilities look like. Never mind what the school's all about. What the facilities look like. How many different variations of uniforms do they have? You know what I'm saying? And am it's I all about do... it's all about branding. That's it, man. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The, the, the NILs, too. And, and 
I, I often thought about this. I, I, you know, cause we went to SC, I'm sure you went to a lot of football games. That's kind of what we did on the weekend. Yeah. Yep. And I'd often think I was there in the time of Rodney Pete, he, uh, Todd Marinovich, yep. uh, you know, there's been so many great football players that go through SC. And I used yep. to go to the Coliseum and there'd be 80,000 people there. Yep. And they're coming for, for the stars on the field, Reggie Bush yep. and, and Matt Leinert. Yep. That's what makes that team go. They won a national championship. And I'm thinking, and these guys got to live on like a $400 stipend <laughs> for the month. Yeah. And that's where the, that's it. where the corruption around college yes. comes in. Yeah. And I thought, I thought, you know, I'd love to see college players not necessarily have to get rich, but, but if you're a star and you're bringing millions and millions yeah, of dollars into the facility, yeah, make it so it's, it's a li- little yeah. easier to, yeah. to go out and have a nice dinner. Yeah, uh, if, if you're Reggie Bush, it's like, uh, hey, you shouldn't have to be living on this $400 step with the money. And they always say, well, he's got a scholarship. Well, he's bringing uh, in a hell of a lot more money than, than that a scholarship. scholarship. So Absolutely. the NILs, I didn't know how it was going to go because I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, the quarterback is killing it. Yeah. But the center that hikes him the ball isn't killing it. Is that something in the clubhouse that's going to be a problem? Uh, it, I mean, potentially it could be, but you can say that about the NFL. The quarterback's killing it. The wide receiver's killing it. Yeah. The left tackle's not. Yeah. I mean, he's killing it, but, you know, this guy's getting $40 million and he's only getting eight. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, that's I mean, true. It's, that's just the facts of life. I mean, you got to deal with it. It's not – now it's free game. It's whatever you can get or whatever yeah, someone's yeah. willing to, to give to you. And if you don't fall under that, then it's tough. Uh, we'll move on from college in, in a second. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to talk about that. And I saw some names that popped out to me. You played on the 1996 Olympic team, went to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got an opportunity and uh, I forget what it was. 80, 80, 89. Yeah. We had a, uh, it wasn't an Olympic year. It was uh, it was world world games or something. Yeah. And it wasn't important enough that all the, the top juniors in the country, when it's an Olympic year, the juniors stick around, they don't sign, they play to wear the red, white, and blue. If yeah. it's not an Olympic year, usually the best juniors, they sign and they go about their career. Right. So it was one of those years. So all the juniors signed. So it was basically a bunch of freshmen and sophomore. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. You go to Millington, Tennessee, you stay in the dorms, yep. you travel around the country. They yep. put you in single file lines. You put your red, white, and blue, and they, they yep. march you around. I got to go to Cuba. Yep. That was really interesting. I remember pulling into Cuba and we had some, we had some good guy. Jeremy Burnett's was on my team. <laughs> I think Fernando Vina was a teammate okay. of mine. Anyway, there was a few guys, but we pull into Cuba and we're kind of, you know, we're kind of cocky. We just finished beating the crap out of, you know, Mexico or something. Yeah. We get to Cuba. We're taking BP at this old stadium and you hear about the Cuban national team and how great they are. We're thinking we're yeah. going gonna to kill these guys. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jock, it was like men playing with children. They <laughs> beat us like a drum. I don't think Fidel even showed up because he said no. USA, USA sucks. Yeah. Why even come out and watch the game? Anyway, uh, Gloss, who we recently had on, on the program, he was a nice. teammate of yours. Kotze, yep. A.J. Yep. Hinch. Yep. You kind of had a star studded. Tell me how that came about. Okay. Uh, and, and just your experience. I know you ended up winning a bronze medal. Okay. Again, like I told you, and we're going to go back to, well, we're, we're still in college cause we were the last college team, which I'm most proud about. Right. So freshman year, we go into LSU, uh, Skip Berman, of course, is a coach at LSU. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a freshman. I go on the regional with two homers. I leave with six. Okay. So we play LSU in the semifinals. We had to beat them twice to get to the College World, World Series. So anyway, they had Todd Walker and Rush Johnson and, and you know, Chad Cooley and a bunch of uh, other guys, you know, around that time. So anyway, we're in this semifinal game. First at bat, boom, I hit a two-run homer. <clears throat> go around the bases, trying to pump my team up, waving like this, you know, hands in the air. Let's go, let's go. So the crowd thought I was inciting them. Come up again, uh, get 0-2 quick, 8,000 people on their feet wanting me to strike out, right? Boom, another two-run homer. Okay, that's the second one. So, like, they're still, they're they're screaming, yelling. And th by the way, this is the first time that I've ever been called any kind of racial names. Dude, I was getting called every name in the book, okay? Uh, the next time, I think I hit a double or something like that. And then I came up again, uh, 0-2. Same thing, dude. I was getting down 0-2 because I was trying to get out of the box really quick. Like, these, these people are going to kill me. 0-2, uh, at this point, it was just a back-and-forth affair. I think we were down, like, 10-6 or something like that. Boom, another three-run or two-run homer. So now I got three two-run homers. I had a double, and I think I had four or five hits that game, but I know I had three homers. So anyway, uh, after the last homer, I go down the line, right field, from the first baseline to the to the – behind the fence because they were all over the, the field, right? Everyone stands up, transfer. Now they want me to transfer to LSU, right? Dude, it was the most surreal scene ever. And by the way, Coach Gillespie had to go up in the stands because they were threatening his wife. He went up in the stands <laughs> wow. on the third baseline during the game to protect his wife, okay? So anyway, Skip Berman turned out to be the Olympic coach. Right. So who does he invite to the trials? Me, of course, right? So I, I go through 200 guys in uh, my first, second summer, uh, which was my sophomore year. Go through 200 guys, play on the summer team. We're in Millington, like you stated. Uh, run through that. Uh, the next year, we go through 200 more. But they pretty much knew who was going to be on the team. So anyway, that's how I made the team. Like I told you, my the, my college career was kind of like a movie, dude. Um, the only part that I... I I guess I liked it at the time because I, I didn't know much about traveling, but I wish I would have got to experience going to another country to play. But sweet, dude, we're on our own soil in Atlanta. Uh, we trained two years to win the gold medal. We uh, ran it. We, we whipped Japan 10 run rule uh, two nights before the medal round starts. And then the same pitcher comes back and shoves it <laughs> up our behind. And I think, we started Chris Benson because we had that's when Billy Koch and Chris Chris Benson were the guys in college. So we started Chris Benson because he had a great fastball, uh, but they didn't care about that, dude. They they molested us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did, dude. And I, I probably shouldn't use that word, but they did. And and so, but it was just a great experience here. And all those guys you just named: Troy Gloss, Matthew Lee Croy, uh, uh, Mark Kotze. Um, uh, Warren Morris, uh, uh, Jason, uh, what was Jason's last? I can't think of Jason. Anyway, he was our shortstop. Uh, uh, Troy Gloss, um, Chris Benson, Billy Koch, Braden Looper. Uh, we had Jim Parquet, Seth Greisinger. It was just, it's, I mean, we just had, we just had guys everywhere on that team. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.